qualities of focus are required to be a creative and effective person? How do dancers attend to the space within and around them, using focus to direct the viewer's attention and give shape to their environment? First off, I wanted to offer four haiku poems that I've recently written that distill different approaches to the focus effort or the quality of focus as an introduction to this topic. Direct focus, C, your object in space and aim, going right for it. Indirect scanning among flexible foci, roundabout array. Concentrate, engage, actively connect, convey, guiding attention. Scattered, distracted, spaced out of this world, detached, passive, unthinking. Hi, this is Blythe Stevens of A Blythe Coach, dance education and coaching to move through life with balance, grace, and power. This podcast includes weekly bite-sized insights on dance, yoga, well-being, creativity, and joy. Last time we discussed locomotor movements such as walking, running, and combination movements in dance, and today in episode 49 we're getting into more detail about the effort quality of space or the element of focus in dance and life. Being able to direct or manipulate our focus and that of others enables us to understand, connect, express, create, and accomplish. Though related as elements of dance, working with the quality of focus as a spatial effort is distinct from shapes and shaping that move through dimensions and pathways in space. Though I do have lots more resources about that, it is also distinct from detailed and specific traditions of meditative practice. Though I do also have yoga, pranayama, visualization, and meditation content about that, and it will continue to be fertile ground for future exploration. And it is different from the element of time or how it flows and how we manage it productively and organize it. Though I love all that too. Rather, today I specifically want to explore our ability to direct our focus and therefore form space in particular ways and how we're able to develop facility in doing so with precision and effectiveness for practical and expressive purposes in dance and in life. Okay. So aim and focus are really good for goal-oriented actions, such as those locomotor movements of walking or running, as well as reaching, pulling, catching. Our ability to scan and precisely focus are important to our capability to hit the mark, to catch and throw objects accurately, and thus it's a potentially critical element to our very survival. The quality of our focus in performance alters the audience's viewpoint along with our own. In the LMA or the Laban movement analysis space effort, focus is directing attention. So this space effort has to do with translating our intent into action. 
In Making Connections, Peggy Hackney says, quote, the space effort deals with how you give attention, not the place in space. Both direct and indirect approaches to paying attention are active. Indirectness is not the same as being spaced out or out of space. It is giving active attention to more than one thing at once. Both times, types of space effort relate to thinking. Hackney goes on to describe both types of active focus, indirect being multi-focused, flexible attention, all-around awareness, and all-encompassing, and direct being single-focused, channeled, pinpointed, and laser-like. Cecily Dell also provides a succinct description of how we attend to space in her primer for movement description. Quote, movement in which spatial attention consists of overlapping shifts in the body among a number of foci we call indirect. Movement in which spatial attention in the body is pinpointed, channeled, single focused, we call direct. Indirect and direct are the elements or qualities of the space factor. In a primer for movement description, Dell continues to describe, quote, the elements of indirectness and directness are often confused with certain aspects of movement shape, namely directional and shaping movement. While the effort qualities are concerned with the kind of concentration or focus in space, the shape aspects of movement are more related to pathways and forms the body parts create in space. Dell continues to clarify the space factor or changes in the quality of spatial focus or attention becoming either direct or indirect. Quote, you may have noticed at various times when people interact with you, they can focus attention on you in more than one way. In a discussion, say, when it is necessary for a person to really take you in, to pay attention to you as you stand or sit, in order to communicate something to you, he might pinpoint or channel his attention to you directly, zeroing in. Or he might take you in from various angles, keeping his attention scanning around you, allowing his body to move along a number of spatial approaches to you. And even more actively, Dell describes how we might have to choose a path or find a focus through to navigate through, for example, a crowd of people. Quote, you might have to ease your way through by distributing yourself into many small available openings at once using indirectness, or you may see a narrow lane in which you can dash through quickly if you channel yourself with directness. We need to be able to choose and execute these differing approaches quickly and with precision. And there's also a connection here between our focus and gaze, how it's directed outwardly and space in space and time, and that is related to also rhythm and musicality. As stated in the book Ear Training for the Body, quote, be aware of how the eyes are focused. The expressive focusing of the eyes or deliberate non-focusing is a major element in the creation of a style that means something. For instance, the late choreographer Alwyn Nikolai stressed one possible style by discouraging students in his workshops from always allowing the eyes to follow the extended movements of their arms. 
In classical ballet, it is more usual for the focus of the eyes to coordinate closely with the impetus of the limbs. If you have achieved a perfect développé, for example, the conquest over gravity could be spoiled by looking down instead of boldly facing the audience. Similarly, the extended line of an arabesque can seem to be extended by a gaze that follows the angle of the arms, again coordinated with the music. In our daily lives, we need to try to find a balance between doing one thing at a time very directly, but also sometimes taking the time to allow our focus to be indirect, to scan, or even to do nothing in silence, allowing our perspective to shift and for us to gain other points of view. In the book Creative Quest, Questlove Questlove describes creativity as, quote, functioning in the middle of a stream. Ideas are happening all around me all the time, and I have had to learn how to process them all, to be a filter, informed, active, engaged, and motivated. In fact, Questlove describes a couple of research studies about the quality of focus or unfocusedness in the creative process, such as one conducted by Harvard psychologist Shelley Carlson, where they describe a particular sort of, quote, weirdness or, quote, cognitive in disinhibition, which they believe is at the heart of all creativity. Quote, if we're always discarding our thoughts to fit in with what's acceptable or correct or accurate, we're not going to have ideas that leap away from the ideas that are already there. Another study by psychology professor Marika, sorry if I'm pronouncing this right, wrong, <laughs> Wythe, who teaches at Albion College, figured out whether the alertness of students affected their performance on exams. Now, analysis was consistent whether the brains were tired or alert, but when it came to problem solving, which the article called insight-based, students needed to put themselves in someone else's place or shift around inside some wordplay or design and then untangle a puzzle. In this case, the students performed better when they were less alert. Quote, the traditional sense of alertness is the enemy of what we think of as creativity. Huh. Further, quote, Questlove says, creative things happen to creative people, especially when they let themselves go to the zen of the moment, when they don't allow themselves to be paralyzed either by overthinking or by laziness. They have to find... Be in the sweet spot between the two. And quote, there's lots of noise all around. And as a creative person, you're being asked to find the signal. But to truly find it, you need some sort of internal check or monitor. You need moments of silence where you can hear yourself. Creativity, he asserts, needs a specific kind of energy, and internal peace may be a part of that, but also a, the ability to be engaged in the task at hand. So you could see our 
the quality of our focus does need to shift depending on the type of tasks that we are involved with. Life coach Laura Berman Fortgang also has a whole chapter called Becoming a, Become a Master at Focusing in her book, Living Your Best Life. According to Berman Fortgang, quote, mastering focus may sound like an action-oriented activity, but nothing could be further from the truth. Mastering focus depends on becoming still, something that defies most conventional wisdom on how to get what you want from life. You may say, ah, more duality, but nothing is a better partner to taking action than being still. Stillness allows the most effective action to emerge, helping to settle the chaos and uncover the action and direction that will do the most good. Berman Fortgang further asserts that we have three ways of mastering focus. One, focusing through silence. Two, focusing through intention. And three, focusing on your own life, not the lives of others. In another coaching book, uh, Talani Gardner talks about focusing on what is important. And while I said that this this podcast and blog is not focused on managing time, but rather on space and our attention. In chapter uh, four, <laughs> make time when there isn't any, Gardner does say there, there are a couple particularly relevant tips around focusing on just one goal or activity at any given time. Number 35, asking yourself what is important about today. And number 36, do one thing at a time. Help us to zero in on those priorities. Quote, rushing around and doing 10 things at once is not efficient. Give yourself permission to do one thing at a time. In reality, that's all you can do. You might as well accept it and focus on doing one thing consciously as well and well. That said, healthy, healthy boundaries with things which may distract us, such as social media, email, news and television, games, or whatever else that may be, are also important. It's critical to have clarity in terms of our purpose, mission, vision, values, projects, and goals, so that we are aware of our priorities and how to make choices that are aligned with them. I find it's also valuable to have tools for clearing away the noise of preoccupation with the past and the future, our worries, stress, comparison, and disempowering contexts, such as going through therapy, coaching, practicing reflective practices such as journaling, as well as sitting in silence. When we are present to our purpose and priorities or that which deserves our focus, we are free to act in ways that serve us, our communities, and the planet. So what is the quality of your focus? What states of focus and approaches to space will enhance your dancing, your creativity, and your life experience? Please let me know and stay tuned on my YouTube channel and blog for more as well as at my website, ablythecoach.com. That's A-B-L-Y-T-H-E-C-O-A-C-H dot com.